Good afternoon, kids. This is your old friend Shock Doc with Shock Doc's tip of the day. Remember to negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Make sure everybody's on the same page before you play. Say that again? I said, while the cat's away, the mice get to play. What cats are you referring to? I'm allergic to cats. I'm talking about Awesome and Zealist and Leopard. Where the hell are they? They are in several, or a couple different places. Zealist and Leopard are at Disneyland, and Awesome is at Babylon. Zealist and Leopard are at Disneyland. I hope they're positively miserable, assholes. Yeah, why didn't we get to go? I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshit either way, but whatever. Warning for underage listeners, this is an adult-oriented podcast. There will be frequent references to kink, sex, crude language, and various other grotesqueries. If you're under 18 and looking for answers and upfront advice about sex, please visit scarletteen.com. Also, for the dude bro listeners out there, this is nerdy shit. Go away. Welcome to the Gotham Press Podcast. This is a verbal orgy about anything like the Grafenberg spot. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. The finer points of throwing a pair of floggers and just whatever the hell we find to talk about. That said, if you have a desire to learn these and many more kinktastic nergasms, stay tuned. So, I might be going to Monster Palooza. What's that? It is basically a horror con, and it has to do with like horror movies and the different actors and stuff. Horror con. Yeah. Yeah, count me out for that. <laughs> Why, Grady? Because <laughs> I've lived through enough shit in my life. I don't need to add horror con to screw up my nightmares any worse. Dara Renzi, I watched an interesting movie last night. What's that? It's called It Follows. I'd never seen it before. I don't. I don't. I don't think I want to know any more already. This no, no, no. It's crazy. hilarious. It's hilarious. It is about a sexually transmitted curse. What? A sexually transmitted curse. Oh, tell. Okay. <laughs> Each person that. Uh, it, I don't know how it started or who it started with, but basically this guy and this chick are are seeing each other and they finally have sex and then he puts a rag over her face and knocks her out with ether or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then he ties her to a wheelchair and he, when she wakes up he says, I need to tell you something. I gave you a curse. <laughs> I I had to get rid of it and... You're the person who I gave it to. I'm sorry. It's sexually transmitted. Go fuck somebody as soon as you can to get rid of it. If they die, it comes back to you. If you die, it comes back to me and it keeps going down the line. Holy shit. (laughs) Hysterical. That is, like, sick and twisted. Right? And only something that Fiend would watch and review. I it, there was no, almost no gore in it. I was sad. I was oh. very sad. There was almost no gore. It was mostly suspense. It wasn't oh. really a horror film, in my opinion. Okay, so so it was a whole bunch of creepy, eerie music, and then when it goes silent, suddenly something jumps out of the closet. A little bit, yeah. Okay, that's still something I won't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Gotham Press podcast, folks. 
Um, I am Greedy. And I am Fiend. And we're the only ones here. We are flying solo. Our podcast mates, as you heard, have ditched us for the evening. So, we're going to make this show as badass as we possibly can. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. Chirp. Well, um, I, uh, I, I have a, a sex toy that I'm going to break out next podcast. Because uh, Zealist isn't here tonight, so I can't creep him the hell out. But rest assured, it's going to be worth the wait, okay? So pay attention next time for that little tidbit. I can't um, wait to see what happens. Oh my god. You always fuck him up so bad with your sex toys. I know, and that's that's exactly why I do it. I mean, I, I figure everybody in listener land is going to love it, so why the hell not? Right. Ugh. So, getting straight to business. Um, first off, I would like to make a shout out to a guy that I met at WonderCon uh, a week ago. The guy's name is, uh, wow, it shorted to Cody Bros. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, God, I fucking hate autocorrect. Cody Vroche. CodyVroche.com and uh, BinaryWinter.com. This dude had an epic booth at WonderCon. It was all uh, clothing, and um, if, if you know me, you'll know that I am a businessman by trade. I got a couple of ties. One of them is called a high roller tie. Essentially, it's the uh, gamer nerd coup de gras of all dice. It's got the D20, D12, D10, D8, D6, and D4, all of which on high roll. The second one was uh, called Nevermore. Um, for the poets out there, Edgar Allan Poe is going to be a high, high-regarded name. So you're, you're going to know the poem, The Raven. I love um, that poem. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful poem. It really is. Um, it's, it's very deep, very insightful, and one of the two characters only has one line. And it's, it's absolutely moving and beautiful and... If, if you haven't read any of Edgar Allan Poe's work, get out there and read. Get some culture, people. Do it, because damn. Yes. Um, he is so, an amazing writer. So yeah, www.binarywinter.com if you want to check out those ties and uh, some of the other paraphernalia the guy sells. Next up, entertainment. First things first, games. Fiend, you found a game. Yeah, Street Fighter Five is going to have a... DLC content that they are showcasing Alex. Now, um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of his moves, but he's pretty crazy. Give a little little description, please. Um, he does a lot of uh, combinations. Okay. So, uh, so is he is he mostly kicks, mostly punches? He does everything from clotheslines to diving to he's more like a wrestler. Okay. So he does a lot of wrestler moves. Okay. Well, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Out of curiosity, Street Fighter Five. who is your preferred character? <laughs> you know, honestly, I haven't played Street Fighter since uh, since I was a kid. Mm. Well, that so, makes two of us. Well, yeah. We're totally both going to lose nerd cred tonight. I know. I've, I actually oh really want this game, though. Where is awesome tonight? Oh, yeah, down in L.A. Screw you, asshole. <laughs> You're leaving us to flounder on our own. Ah. Whatever. <laughs> <coughs> the download will be available on the 28th, I believe, on March 28th. Uh, they'll have challenge mode. On the second part will be available on March 30th. 
So, woohoo! Giggity. Giggity. Yeah. Um, our next game review is for a game called Kapiri. Now, um, this is another WonderCon grab that I got. Uh, Paul Alley, Ollie, I, I'm going to slaughter your name, sir, and I apologize about that. I should have asked about the pronunciation there. Um, if you go to www.kapiritogame.com, and the, the name will be in the show notes below, um, look up this game. It will look incredibly simple, and indeed it is simple, but it is so fucking frustrating. <laughs> I swear to God, uh, Fiend and I played two games before the podcast, and each of us won one game, and each of us got incredibly frustrated on the other game. Now, Fiend was a really good sport about it. She didn't rub it in my nose when she beat me cold, or hands down, the first game. And uh, she was very gracious when uh, she was defeated the second game. So I think after the podcast, we're going to have to play one more and uh, do a, a winner-take-all. Absolutely. Um, so Capiri is actually Latin for capture. And that plays into the game quite a bit, because there's, there's two ways to score points. And, well, I'm, I'm not going to ruin this for all you out in listener land, but it's totally worthwhile. The, the game is set at a reasonable price. It's uh, packaged up nicely. It's got a sturdy package, not like these crumbly square boxes. It's durable. The cards, oh my god, they were high quality cards. Yes, they They, they feel like a, a plasticky cardstock. You know, so they, they've got a lot of bounce to them. They, they don't fold easily. They don't bend easily. So if you take care of this game, it's going to last you a very, very long time. Now, I can't guarantee that you won't want to throw the pieces across the room and lose some of them, but <laughs> if you can restrain yourself, it is totally, totally an awesome game, and I give it five stars. It's epic. It's definitely, it does require some strategy. Yeah, sure. yeah. If you, you definitely like, need to think. If you like game. very simple strategy games that just oh, annoy the hell out of you, because the strategy is so very simple, but then it gets so very complex in a matter of one turn. This is the game for you. It, it's an amazing game. I actually really enjoyed it. There aren't a lot of board games that I put a lot of stock into. I mean, as far as strategy goes, I think my favorite game is Risk. And Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, it's been a long time since I've played that, too. I haven't played that in so very long. They actually had a copy of that at Con or, uh, WonderCon. It was, uh, oh, God, the Walking Dead version. Oh, my God, that yeah. would be epic. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to see how, how that's played a little different. I, I'm kicking myself now because I didn't get a copy of it and I didn't get the card for the guy that had it, but it looked really, really cool. That does sound really cool. Mm. Speaking of other games that we got at WonderCon, ha, fooled you. Um, we're going to be reviewing more games over the coming weeks, so pay attention to the podcast and you will catch up on some of the new games. I'm looking forward to reviewing a few of them. Uh, one I just got on Kickstarter. I, I, I expect it to ship out sometime in the next June or July. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Speaking of WonderCon, I just want to bring up the whole cyanide and happiness experience. Oh my god. So <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, if, you, if you have us on Facebook, you should look up the pictures um, 
uh, Fiend's WonderCon pics mm -hmm. and find the picture of what they drew you for WonderCon. Well, I got a video of it, too. Did you? I did. I, I took a video of the two artists as they were drawing it. Um, for those of you in listener land, when you go to the Cyanide and Happiness booth, this is what they had at WonderCon, so I can't say that they'll have it at every con after, but it was pretty epic. For a certain amount of money, um, I believe $15 was the first increment, you would get a uh, an 8x5 card that you would take over to one of the artists and that artist would draw something on it. For $30 spent in their merchandise, you would get an 8.5x11 eight and, eight and sheet that they would draw up. And then for $60 purchased, you would get an 11x17 that they would draw on as a team. I went up to them and I bought 60 bucks worth of stuff, you know, just so I could get this big ass drawing from them. I didn't know that both of them would be doing it. so. I got over to them. I handed it to the one guy. He was he was sitting there. The other guy had gone on a nacho trip. Um, but he came back a few minutes later because I, I wanted to wait. The other guy came back and they asked me if there was any special request I could make. So I told them, you know, give me the kinkiest, most absolutely fucked up thing you can possibly think of. And they did not fail to deliver. <laughs> Oh God, it was so good. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I'll, I'll post I'll post the uh, video to FetLife. Um, so get on FetLife.com if you want to see it. It'll be uh, I, I want to say Awesome's got a membership, so we'll have we'll have Awesome post it. But it's totally awesome. Um, check out the pictures of it. We'll we'll take a couple of really high quality pictures too and post them to um, well a few pages on Facebook that can accommodate adult content because we don't want little kids getting to this because there were a couple of little kids that I had to shield it from because I didn't want them seeing it. Yeah. Um, rest assured, it is very adult-oriented and, um, well, if there's kids listening to this, hey, fuck off. Your parents should be watching you better than that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving right along. We have a movie. A movie. Guess what? Gambit the movie is being delayed again. Yep. Again. Why? Why um, don't they just freaking make it already? Because of the... Was it the producer? No, the director. It's changed, it's changed directors twice now. Jesus. <sighs> this is frustrating. Those of us that want comic book movies, Gambit is a great character. He's got a lot of depth to him. He's got a huge backstory. This is where the next major X-Man could come from. Why don't you get off your fucking asses, find a director that'll commit, and do this goddamn movie? Jesus. Right? This has been Greedy's rant for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just wish that, you know, directors would make up their minds or, you know, the first director, let me see if I can remember who it was. I can't remember for the life of me, but the first director that was working on it had a second, had another project that interested him a lot more, so he passed it along. And then uh, the second director, I can't remember what happened. Um... It says, weeks before Wyatt was be to begin filming, uh, 
Tatum, who actually wanted this film to be made, uh, Channing Tatum mm -hmm. wanted this film to be made, so he tried to make it happen. He threatened to walk away from the project. For what? Not enough because money. Of, because of Wyatt? Or that, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, he, whatever it was that he was after, he finally got, besides making the movie that he wanted to make. This is Channing Tatum we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. But then Wyatt walked away from the film. Ah, Jesus. You know, what you guys need to do, and I, I realize that I am not a Hollywood insider by any means, but what you need to do is get some young, up-and-coming director, somebody that's really got a set of balls to them. Uh, oh, dude, maybe, maybe it should be a woman, because uh, balls are super tender, and a vagina can take a pounding. Yes, it can. Yeah, so uh, get, get, a, get a female director, somebody that really has a set, and get her to direct this movie and make it the most epic epic comic book movie that has ever been. This will be the next Deadpool. Speaking of Deadpool, did you know that Deadpool is the highest grossing R-rated movie ever? No shit. No shit. Uh. It trumped The Matrix, which was <laughs> the highest grossing R-rated movie. I feel like such a slacker now. I went and saw The Matrix four times when it was in the theaters. I've only seen Deadpool once, and I'm, I'm really kicking myself for that. I want to go see it again before it's out. Yes, me too. For sure. Oh my um, god, such a, such a fun movie. And again, parents, leave your little chillin' at home. Your spawn do not need to be exposed to tits and ass and dick and all sorts of weird references. So please, do not take anyone under, say, 14 to Deadpool. They are not mature enough for this shit. And I swear to God, if some mo mother keeps on smacking her little child for moving around during Deadpool, during one of the funny parts, I'm going to get up and bitch slap her. I'm sorry, that's Greedy's second rant for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is a, it is a, a touchy subject. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids I saw in the theater when I went and saw it. It's depressing. It is depressing. But, you know, we'll leave the talking about why America sucks these days for another time. Can we devote a podcast to that? Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll ask the listeners if they want to hear why America sucks. <laughs> mm. did, did you ever see that, uh, that video clip? Uh, I, I forget the TV show it was on, but it was... Uh, Jeff Daniels, if I'm not mistaken, he uh, he was playing a politician. It was him and two other politicians on the stage of a college, and they were being interviewed by the uh, uh, principal or whoever, dean. Um, they had uh, people, students in the school, asking questions at a, a podium at the back of the auditorium, and the the question this one girl asks is, why is America the greatest country in the world? And Jeff Daniels, after after the other two answer, one of them says, freedom and freedom, let's keep it that way. The other one says something about democracy and whatever. Uh, Jeff Daniels says, it's not the greatest country in the world, that's my answer. And everyone is just stunned silence. He, he, after, after everyone, you know, starts that awkward, uh, maybe we should say something now, he, he goes into a whole uh, couple of minute long spiel about how... 
we're uh, such and such, so many far down the list in education, in math, and um, all, all sorts of things, and that we lead the country in exactly three areas. Most uh, incarcerated citizens per capita, um, most people that believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we lead the le- or lead by or lead the next twenty six countries combined, twenty five of which are allies, and it it really calls. I'm sorry, this is politics. I ah, fuck me. Okay, moving along. <laughs> moving along, um, technology. Oh, tech, Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft. Apparently Microsoft actually wants to build the next Jarvis. Um, My theory has been all along that Zuckerberg is pumping money into the project. Well, Microsoft went out to say in the website, it's not just Zuckerberg. Microsoft wants to build Jarvis too. Yep. So my question is, loyal (coughs) listeners, how many of you think Zuckerberg paid Microsoft to put that in the website? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> it's not about drones or just about drones anymore. It's about apps that can do things for you, like mm-hmm. Jarvis on Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book a flight for you. Order your groceries for you. All kinds of things. America, this is you getting dumbed down. We're now having machines and computers do everything for us. I'm waiting for Skynet to happen. Oh, dude. I'm ready for it. I got the compound I can get out to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am staying in your compound. Okay. Well, uh, bring some sort of food, maybe... Preferably some sort of a weapon, and uh, be ready to fight off the zombie apocalypse. Because I'm pretty sure when Skynet happens, zombies are going to be released too. So we're going to have to kick some ass and take some names. Uh, or... Does a cricket bat count as a weapon? But da 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 What is that from? Oh, that's uh, from Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Right. <laughs> Every time somebody asks me if a cricket bat counts, that's what I think of. Every, oh, jeez. I've only seen that movie one time. I need to get a copy of that and watch it like six times in a row just so I can quote more of it. <laughs> it's such a great zombie movie, too. I mean, there, yeah, there's there's a little bit of creep factor to it, but overall, I mean, the story is awesome. It's... Wow, we're reviewing a movie that's been out for like 12 years. I know! (laughs) The story's awesome. There's romance to it. There's action. He's a hero, even though he starts out the movie as the goat, you know. But it's it's a fun movie. And still, don't take your kids to see it. Where are they going to see it? They're not going to see it at a movie theater. Well, don't, don't show it to your children in the house then. I mean, come on. Wow. Parents in this country suck. Speaking of kids. Sucking? No, speaking of kids, there is a company called Elysium Estates that is offering money to a Minecrafter that can build Eldery Castle based off photographs. The one who does the best gets like $10,000 
and I believe um, entry has to be in by April 19th. Let me check, make sure. Okay, so this is the one that we talked about earlier, right? Yes. Um, by by reading just the the by initial the story, I, I misunderstood it. I, I thought that they were trying to make a physical copy of a Minecraft building. Mm-mm. And that was something I was going to get really excited on because I can draw up a full set of plans, no problem, and have it exactly to the T duplicate of what they have there. But uh, no, apparently they want someone to take uh, take from pictures of an existing house and enter it into the Minecraft world. Uh, am I am I correct in that? Yes. Okay. And it has to be done by the 18th of April of this month. Um, they send you a photo pack of Eldery Castle, and then you use that to build your model. Uh, it has to be full intricate detail, imagination, and creativity. The person who does the best gets 10,000 pounds. Okay. 10,000 pounds equates to, like, what, $18,000? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know the conversion rate, honestly. I, I think it's about there. I, I may be mistaken. Uh, I really don't care if I am. But, no, that's that's epic. I mean, oh, I want to look up this castle, too. Aldery Castle? Uh, let's Alduri? see. Uh, yeah, and you like can find the information on elysium-estates.co.uk. Elysium. Elysium Estates. I know that company. I haven't ever done anything for them, but... Yeah! Yeah, Elysium Estates. Uh, Oh my god. That's the castle. We'll have to put... uh, We'll have to put the link in the show notes for... um, for this, because it's a it's a pretty awesome looking castle. It it looks like the castle at Disneyland. There's There's spires, there's towers, there's... Oh my god. Needless to say... It's got a turret! (laughs) Needless to say, you have your work cut out for you if you want to give it a shot. Mm, Wow. This is freaking epic. Oh! uh, You know, I think I've seen this castle in a movie. Um, Oh, God. It was uh, one of the Cinderella movies. Um, Drew Barrymore was in it. Drew Barrymore. Ever After. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Ever After. It looks... From from the picture I'm looking at, like it may be that exact same castle. It's possible. Oh, dude, that's awesome. And if you do... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a different castle. If you do enter into wind, you definitely need to email us and tell us or show us what you built so we can see it. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. We'll, we'll post that onto the Facebook and uh, Twitter, Tumblr, all that jazz. Give you total kudos and, you know, try and... Push the ballot to your favor. Right? No kidding. Yeah, like they're going to take the word of some snot-nosed American kids. <laughs> Damn you, we speak Americanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see that little girl? Uh, she's like uh, 13, 14 years old on YouTube. And um, she's ranting about how everyone needs to speak Americanish. 
because <laughs> it's such a pretty language and we don't need all those those fun, funny looking letters like in Japanese and Chinese and if you all would just speak Americanish oh my god it gave me a headache listening to this girl oh and no she's, she's so devoted to this concept that everyone needs to speak Americanish it's like are we really that stupid seriously i mean this this she's sold so deep into the concept that we don't need any other languages in this world, just Americanish. Okay, first of all, the English language is a Latin based language. You're right. Uh, second of all, <laughs> uh, Americanish is not a language. <laughs> and holy shit, my brain hurts just even <laughs> saying that word. Americanish. <laughs> oh. Let's move on to books <laughs> before okay. I get, we get ourselves into hot water. Books. Are they written in Americanish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> First book of the night. <laughs> okay. It's called the Indebted Series, and it's by Piper Winters. Or Pepper Winters. Piper Winters. Pepper Piper. Winters. Uh, basically, it's a, sto- it's a story about these two families. There's the Hawks and the Weavers. Back in the 15th century, the Weavers was a very well-to-do family, and they took the Hawks in as their servants, and they had the Hawks working for them. I don't know, I haven't gotten far enough into the series to find out exactly what happened, but something went wrong. Weavers did bad shit to the Hawks. So the judge who presided over the um, situation said, you guys need to figure this out. And so they came up with an agreement that every year that there is a female born in the Weaver family, the firstborn female would be taken by the Hawks and she would be put through these series of debts. Hmm. So she is now owned by the Hawks. Wow. So this is modern legalized slavery. Basically, like they even, like the Hawk family has become so um, important that they have um, legislators and stuff in their pocket. So even if she were to run away and say, hey, they've taken me, nothing's going to happen to the Hawks. Huh. So. That just sounds totally fucked up. Yeah. The books are fucked up. I haven't read all of them yet. I've read uh, the first three. And let me tell you, some fucked up shit goes on. Hey, uh, shout out to our UK listeners. If uh, if you know of anything like this that actually happens over across the pond from us, let us know. You know, because uh, here in America, well, there's officially nothing that happens like this. But unofficially, yes, I'm I'm certain there is some stuff. The stories I've heard about a uh, little town out west of our location would uh, make milk curdle. It's kind of sick. Are you talking about Taft? I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) Um, So, uh, moving on. Next book. Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns by Philip Miller. Do you know this book? I've heard of this book. I haven't yet read it, but I've heard of it. So, fill me in is a fabulous book to have if you are in the lifestyle. 
Um, basically, it's a lot of, I mean, yes, they say in the foreword of the book, it's a lot of their opinions and not hard facts. But um, the BDSM is subject to opinions in a lot of ways. Like, some things are just how you view them. Hmm. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, like, okay, for instance, everybody has their idea of what uh, BDSM stands for. Okay. So, uh, they don't, they do say that this is a lot of their opinions and it's not definite of how things should go. Okay. So, it is basically a guide to S&M. Hmm. It's everything from flogging to bondage to... God, so much information. It is a it is a very large book. Huh. Okay. Well, I'll have to give that one a shot right after I get done reading um SM one oh one and then what what's what's the other one? Uh Ethical Slut. It's an amazing book. And I, I still need to read that one. Uh, Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy. I just picked up another book by them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What it's one? The Top Book. The new Top Book. Huh. I, I didn't know they'd put one out. Uh, Wait, yeah. is that the one that they listed uh, Janet Hardy first and then Dossie Easton? Uh, I believe so. There Apparently, when you co-author a book, there's a lot of websites. Um, example given would be um, Amazon. They only list one author, the first author listed. So when you have a team like Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy, and you list several books, well, they're only going to credit the first author listed. Yeah. So um, Janet Hardy seldom got any recognition. I mean, yes, if you read through through the description, you would see her, but you wouldn't know that Janet Hardy was the author just by looking at the the book right off, mm-hmm. um, so they changed it up, and I I, I hope that this is the one that uh, they did that. Um, I was listening to Polyamory Weekly a few weeks back, and I'm almost certain it was uh, uh, Dossie Easton that called in, um, but they were talking, or she was talking to Minx, the host of Poly Weekly, and she was telling her how. You know, this this happens on several websites, so uh, we're, we're trying to uh, give the other author credit more, you know, so both of them pop up when searched more often. Um, so I, I thought that was really awesome, you know, uh, another example of chivalry in our modern society. It's not dead. So long as we breathe and live, chivalry is not dead. Well, they started with uh, the topping book. And the mm-hmm. bottoming book, and then they updated on both. So there's the new topping book, there's the new bottoming book. Huh. And it's written by both of them. Is it uh, just like part one, part two, or is it uh, a revamped original book? It's just a revamped. Okay. Well, still more reason to go out and buy it. Which I will definitely review it once I finish reading it for sure. Oh, yeah. I always look forward to reading more from them. Uh, but for sure, check out uh, "Screw the Roses." Uh, Screw the roses. Send me the thorns. <laughs> Screw the round the rosies. Pocket full of posies. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's got a lot of useful information in it, and it's a good start. It's definitely a good start if you're new to the scene. Even if you're old to the scene, it's a good book to read. Yeah. It has a lot of useful information in it, and I am really unhappy that my copy drowned. How did your copy drown? I was I was living in a basement, and the water heater exploded, and there was like a foot and a half of water, oh and God. a lot of my things drowned. That and, sucks. Yes, it does. Wait, was that was that here in town? Yeah. I didn't know any places still had basements here. Yep, I, I lived in a basement. Where were you? Uh, Oildale, Eastside? Oildale. Oh my god. Okay, so like uh, the heart of the Dale, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Ah, well, I'm sorry to hear about your stuff. That really sucks. If you would like, you can take one or two of my things. <laughs> <laughs> and I like you would like that. Um, <laughs> listener suggested topics. What fetish do you love? And which one are you really wanting to finally try? Which is totally a turnoff and on your major red or no way list? And this was submitted by Shock Doc. We're getting a lot from Shock Doc lately. We are. I I totally appreciate it. Because the rest of you fuckers keep failing on sending in your suggested topics. Uh, well, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it it really shows who, you know, cares about the podcast. Oh, nice dig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's let's start off with the first one. Uh, what fetishes do you love? What what's what's your top fetish? My top fetish yeah. is pain. Yeah, pain. I like, am an absolute pain slut. Anything and everything pain. Um, there are very few pains that I don't enjoy. Okay, so what's your favorite one? Is my, it like thuddy? Is it stingy? Is it scratches? Is it cuts? Is it... My absolute favorite one is needles. Pepper spray in the eyes? Well, I've never done pepper spray in the eyes, but I imagine I'll probably get a minute thrill out of it. We'll try sometime. I mean, I, I have a fucked up tailbone right now, and I keep rocking back and forth going, ouch, that hurts. That feels good. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> oh, that feels good. <laughs> Wow. Welcome uh, to my world. I wonder how many people will actually see this as, oh, I connect with that. Oh, I understand her. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I don't want the pain, I still like it. Yeah. In, in a small way. Hmm. I mean, I've smashed my fingers and gone, fuck, that hurts. God, I'm a little turned on. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me never to step on your toe. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I I personally like power exchange. I like uh, I like when my mistress, you know, takes total control of me. Um, yeah, it's just a thrill. I'm 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 in control. Yeah, I'm in control <laughs> of pretty much every aspect of my life all the time, and. Uh, I, I don't I don't let my guard down. I don't relinquish that control. Um, so when I when I meet up with her, it's like a reprieve. It's it's a genuine giving. It's it's a willing release of my control 
to her. And, oh my God, the thrill I get from it, the thrill I get from seeing her, the, the chemistry that we have together, you know, she knows that at any point I could just turn around and I could grab her wrists, push her down, and take complete control of the entire situation. Um, if, uh, if you out in listener land haven't seen me or my mistress, I'm a big guy. I am not a weak guy. My mistress is a smaller woman. And while she is also a control figure in her work, how can I say this delicately? If I wanted to, I could have my way. So to relinquish that control, to give it willingly, and to have her take it willingly and exploit it, it's, it's a rush. So I would say that is my ultimate fetish. Okay, what's your ultimate no way? Water. Water. Yeah. I, uh, Any kind of water torture or just water, water in general? Water in general. Um, water torture is is a hard red. Um, I've, I've got PTSD. Mm-hmm. And it was induced by water. And I still have nightmares from it. Understood. Pretty much nightly. Um, while we were down at WonderCon... I woke up one of those nights. Uh, I was like freaking out in bed. It was it was pretty bad. Did you wake up during that? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, okay, cool. I'm I'm kind of glad you didn't. Um, yeah. While while we were down there, I also had a pretty bad nightmare and almost climbed into bed with awesome. Oh my god. Uh, it it wasn't good. Um, I, I understand. Uh, I found a. Um, I found a dead body in a body of water, and it was somebody that I was very close to, and it sucks. Um, wow. This podcast has made a complete 180 tonight. Um, but you know, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's good to open up about things and be real on podcasts. I don't think that... It should be all sunshine and roses. We're real people, and we all have real uh, fears. And to understand why something's a hard no or hard red, I think is a good thing. Yeah. I I would agree with you. Um, Know yourself. Know your limits. If you're playing with somebody, know their limits. Because there's nothing more devastating to a scene, to playing with somebody than discovering that you've just crossed the ultimate line with them mm-hmm. and that you've broken that trust, that that built-up confidence in the relationship. So take time to talk with your significant other about things just like this. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to suck. But at the end of it, you'll both be better off for it. Indeed. Um, so what was the, what was the next part of this? Uh, what one do you really want to finally try? Yeah. What do you want to try? (laughs) That, uh, I want to try, um, two things. There's two things that are on my bucket list currently. Yeah. And that is a kidnap and a interrogation, uh, Mm. scene. 
those are on my bucket list. Those are pretty much the last things I want to try. That sounds pretty awesome. How are you going to get away with the uh, kidnap and interrogation here? I mean, our state is um, not exactly lenient towards said things. Well, it's not something <laughs> that I would, like, take somebody to court for. That's for sure. I mean, I want to be completely and 100% sure this is what I want. Okay. So, how would we set that up? I mean, do you know anybody that does anything like that? Um, I haven't... Nobody has told me that they're interested in it. Um, but I'm hoping I find somebody who does and build a, a trust with them and uh, definitely work my way towards doing it. I know some uh, ex-military guys. They would probably be willing to do it. Um, uh, granted, that would be for a fee, so... Um, that's an option. I'll, I'll keep that one in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deep, deep in the back pocket. <laughs> Personally, for me, my my biggest bucket list kink would be hook suspension. Nice. I, oh my god, uh, years ago, you, you remember Chris Angel, Mind Freak? Yeah. That dude had, uh, I want to say it was six hooks put into his back, mm -hmm. and he was suspended from the bottom of a helicopter and flown over the Grand Canyon. Now, the way the way that they explained the math, I'm, I'm not quite sure it was accurate, but they said that with that amount of hooks, if he made any minute moves, any, any jerking motions, then it would likely rip the hooks out of him and he would plummet to his death. I, I'm no. not sure I buy that. No. Um, the the skin is very elastic. Uh, it's It's got give. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I had actually planned on joining the group uh, CORE, Constructs of Ritual Evolution. They're a huge okay. suspension group. Okay. Uh, back when I lived in Texas. The only thing that stopped me from joining them was the fact that they required their the people in their group to participate in their um, productions, like their scene, uh, their um, it basically like being put on putting on a play where they did it for the public and you know charged an admission free a fee and everything, and I didn't want to do that. Mm. So why is that? Um, I. For me, it would be a very private thing. Okay. Okay. So this is just something you would do behind closed doors? Yes. Hmm. Well, that does sound pretty awesome. Um, could you look up the uh, core group you were talking talking about and um, possibly put them in the show notes? Uh, I, You know, honestly, I'm not even sure they have a... Um, a page anymore, but I can look. Okay. Well, um, yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, don't, don't bother with it right now. We'll we'll uh, check it out later. Uh, oh my god. Kink of the week. I wish I had read this now. <laughs> I was going to bring that up while you were talking about it. Um, uh, explain to me what total power exchange is. Total power exchange is giving, relinquishing willingly the power that you hold in your life, giving up all choice, all consent, all options to another person. Um, it's just like the name implies, total power exchange. It's giving everything willingly to another. 
so that you are entirely at their mercy. You have no choice. You have no free will. It's all on this other person. And for myself, that gives such a rush. I mean, I, I have to put my trust in this other person. And I've, I've actually put my life in her hands a couple of times. And, oh my god, the, the adrenaline you feel, the endorphins that, oh, it's just so fucking hot. It's like the best high you could ever have. And I, I've heard people t tell about natural highs from um, stuff like parachuting, like uh, jumping out of an airplane, base jumping, um, riding a unicycle across the, the lip of Half Dome, you know? And all of these things imply something about fear, you know? Putting that ultimate fear in your hands that you could actually die from this, you know? Well, in my case, it goes to my mistress. You know, she has that power over me. I don't even have the control of turning the unicycle. You know, it's all on her. So if, if she makes one slip, you know, that's lights out for greedy. It sounds like a very intense and wonderful thing. Oh my God, it is awesome. I, uh, mistress, if you're listening to this, I love you. I am absolutely madly in love with you. Um, education. Okay, so I have scoured the net yet again and found another educational website for us. It is called twistedmonk.com. And they are they offer uh, bondage tutorials. So okay. uh, the few that I watched, they were pretty easy to follow and pretty awesome. Okay. Um, now are these freebie tutorials? Yes. Or... Okay. So they're... they're... Is all of their stuff free, or what? The, the couple of videos that I watched, yes, they were free. Uh, I haven't, like, clicked on every single video that they had, but I'm guessing that they're all free. Okay. Do they offer anything for sale? Um, I did not find anything for sale on their website, but I can look on there right now. Yeah, please do. And I've heard of Twisted Monk before. Um, uh, Shibari Con. I, I know for a fact Twisted Monk has been to Shibari Con a few times. Um, listening back to, wow, Polly Weekly again. Um, old episodes of Polly Weekly, um, when Minx was with uh, Grey Dancer, um, they went to Shibari Khan quite often. So, um, I, I know I heard Twisted Monk's name a time or two there. I'm fairly certain I've heard Twisted Monk's name from uh, our local rope guru. They do have quite a bit for sale. They have... Uh colored rope, they have books and DVDs, they have uh, exotic ropes, limited edition gifts, rope kits, specialty uh, steel, which would be like the shibari rings, mm -hmm. if you've ever seen those, Okay. Uh, for suspension. Okay. Um, they have something called the monk sack, the twisted monk gear, and mm. upgrades and accessories. That's awesome. Um, hey, uh, listener land, I have a personal favor to ask of you. If you ever go to any of these sites, any of these uh, vendors that we mention here, would you give us a quick shout-out? I mean, we're not going to get anything out of it, but I, I'd kind of like to keep track of it. And if they if they know, hey, these people have uh, put our product out there, you know, that, that might be kind of cool to hear back. 
So let them know that the Gotham Press Podcast sent you guys. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, moving along, next up we have DomCon in L.A., May 20th through the 22nd. DomCon LA. I, I've Again, I've heard of this. I really need to do more research before we get onto the podcast, don't I? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a con for dominance. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, imagine, like, what I was seeing on the website, they had all kinds of things to offer. Um, they had classes. They had... Um, I think a ball at the end, after show party on the 22nd, um, VIP, VIP social, Ma- master and slave social, um, mistresses tea, they have a fetish ball on Saturday, um, it's a fetish fantasy and, uh, play party at mm. the set, it's at the sanctuary. Okay. So, right by LAX. Mm-hmm. For those of you that aren't California natives, LAX is Los Angeles International Airport. So, if you're in the California area between May 20th, 2016 and May 22nd, 2016, check out DomCon LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they have a lot of vendors as well. Workshops, stage performances, all kinds of stuff. It sounds like it's going to be absolutely crazy i wish i could go to it sounds pretty badass well this uh, actually segues into the next topic as well um which con would you like to go to and what toy would you like in your easter basket so uh i I suppose that's two topics which con would you like to go to What, what what did uh what did our listeners on facebook say uh the con that was most clicked on was new york comic con okay and that got five votes, I want to say. Wow, we have a crappy show for our con- for our polls. <laughs> <laughs> and in our Easter basket, we had a tie between a Sibian and a violent wand with attachments. They both got seven votes. Oh my God, seven votes! That was first place. Come on, listeners, you can do better than this. Uh, well, I, I can understand the Violet Wand. Um, I'm not female enough to understand the Sibian fully, but I, I've seen people get enjoyment out of them. If I ever got a Sibian, I would never leave my house, and I'd probably lose about 150 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you're going to be like Quagmire when you discover the internet. Right, the gigantic fucking arm. <laughs> He's like, Quagmire, oh. are you okay? <laughs> we haven't seen you for like three weeks. I, I, I gotta go back. I gotta go over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh. I'm serious, man. I would never need sex ever again if I had a Sibian. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'd be like, what can you do that a Sibian can't? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's get me off. Uh, <laughs> I suppose if I were to get any toy out there, I really don't know what toy I would ask for. You know, um, I, I'd probably ask for something I don't already have. And the fact is, I've got just about all of them, so... If you have some strange new toy 
hit me up uh, at, uh, well, any one of our social medias, and we don't have five people here, so uh, hit me up on Tumblr. That's the one that I'm in charge of, uh, Gotham Press Podcast at Tumblr. Um, Fiend, which which uh, social media are you on? FetLife. You're on FetLife? Yes. Wow. I you know. got the easy one. Yeah, the one that I barely ever post in. <laughs> because mm. I, there's not a whole lot to post when it comes to FetLife. No? But our group, our group page is uh, the, the Gotham Press. And um, our group is the Gotham Press Podcast. Okay. So, if you want to find us on FetLife, that's where we're at. And uh, our group page has links to all of us if you ever want to hit any one of us up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Greedy Paul on FetLife. Um, I am officially not on some of the other social medias. So, uh, hit me up on FetLife if you're on. For sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a message on there. What are you gonna send me? I don't know something stupid. Wow. You're you're sitting like five feet away from me. You're gonna send me a message on FetLife <laughs> yes. right now. Yep. Jesus fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want you to feel loved. <sighs> wow. Ah. Uh, Suddenly a Slipknot song is pulsing through my head. Which one? I am hated. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one by them is Duality. Oh, yeah. That's that's a fun one. Push my fingers uh, into my eyes. It's the only thing that slowly stops the ache. Okay. But it's made of all... I'm going to get sued for stealing their song. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, okay, we can't sing anymore. <laughs> Corey Taylor, you're fucking awesome. Yes, he is. Okay, mm. last thing. Tell me um, what it's like being a submissive. Because I'm not I'm not submissive or dominant. I am pretty much... You're a kingster. I'm, I'm midline. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, truth told, I am a switch. I am a switch at heart, and there is only one person that I really feel submissive to, and that is my mistress. And that's how it's been for a very long time, and I'm not sure I'll ever find anyone else that I want to submit to, much less trust the way that I trust her. So, uh, to ask me what it's like to be a submissive, it's, it's the greatest feeling in the world, and it's... It's natural with her, you know. You do, I don't have to force it, and that's that's one thing I would give to anybody. I, the one thing I hope anyone else takes away from this: do not force yourself to be something just because somebody else says you should be that something. That's you why know? I don't identify as a submissive. So many people have, you know, pushed me towards that box, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't fit that box. You can't force me into it. Exactly. Coming to that realization, that's that's exactly what so many people out there need in their lives. They need to figure out, who am I? What am I? What do I identify as, as myself? Outside of everyone else's interpretation of what they see, what am I to myself in my own little world? If you can answer that, you're going to be miles ahead of the rest of the pack. So... 
take time to focus, focus inward, see who you are, see what makes you tick. And when you can recognize that, anything that anyone else says will no longer matter unless it's the people that you care about and they're giving you some sort of construction. They're, they're building you up. Because when it all bo- what it all boils down to is mind over matter. The people that matter don't mind. The people that mind don't matter. It's true. So surround yourself by people that matter, not by people that mind. Wow. I just impressed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I just think uh, there are so many people that try to force themselves to be something that they aren't really deep down. I mean, there's so many people who want to be submissive or want to be dominant, Mm -hmm. but they don't take the time to get to know what they really want out of kink. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know one guy that is convinced that he needs to be a dominant because he's a guy. And, oh, jeez. I, I love him to death, but there is not a dominant bone in his body. <laughs> so, uh, if he hears this, he'll know who he is. And I hope you don't take this bad, but quit trying to be a dominant, dude. Please, do yourself a favor. Look in. Figure out who you are. Don't listen to society. Don't listen to, you're a guy, so you must naturally be dominant. Because it's total bullshit. But, yeah. That's my opinion. Any last thoughts for the podcast? Um, I want a chimichanga. You know, that fucking sounds delicious. It does. Where can I get one this time of night? Um, Del Taco? Blasphemy. <laughs> it's it's eleven o'clock at night. There's no restaurant that's open. Ah, oh, damn. Well, I'm going to go without a chimichanga tonight. Any last thoughts, fiend? Um, not particularly. My butt hurts. Does that count as last thought? <laughs> you need to stand during this freaking podcast. You know. I yeah. mean, yeah, uh, probably. But at the same time, I'm turned on because my butt hurts. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Go home and take care of that. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Greedy Fiend. And we are the two out of five of the Gotham, po- Gotham Press podcast that are signing off tonight, wishing you all. A wonderful, kinky night. Peace.